Hello and welcome to the Men Moving Forward podcast. I'm joined today by Sam Dozer. Uh, Sam, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Mark, for inviting me. Uh, my name is Sam Dosa, uh, and I am based in Birmingham, UK. And uh, my background is uh, a business coaching, uh, public speaking, and uh, executive event management. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, Sam, you, you were saying um, about some of the issues that you've experienced in the past with depression. Do you want to? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a bit about them so um, the journey started um, when we talk about depression uh, it was not unknown to me because uh, I came from a very big family uh, in uh, I'm originally from uh, Pakistan mm-hmm. and I moved to UK in 1996 and joined my first wife and during that period I uh, never thought is going to be experiencing a, a, a big change for me coming from a big family to no family here in the UK. So, and during that period, uh, I went through with certain uh, uh, hurdles in regards to adjusting to the new country, adjusting to the new environment and everything, which actually put a lot of uh, stress uh, on myself. Uh, with my partner being brought and born in the country, uh, had a completely different outset of life. Now, going forward, uh, in 2004, um, my mom, um, who we loved very much, she came to UK as well in 2000 for my first daughter uh, arrival. Mm-hmm. But in 2004, when we were blessed with twins, and I uh, requested my mom to come over to help me uh, with the upbringing of my twins, Two weeks before, uh, she did a, a, a suicide, which was um, a terrible news to us uh, while I was in the UK and she was in Pakistan two weeks before my twins arrived. And uh, people think that uh, suicide uh, was uh, a natural suicide. Well, uh, the definition of a suicide, I, I don't know because I haven't attempted myself. So people who gone through with this sort of uh, journey they have a very uh, very straight face or they are very congruent with everybody around them. They don't show any signs or anything like that, even though within my family, we have two uh, medical professionals. Uh, my ex-wife was a nurse. My brother's wife was a nurse as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, nobody picked it up whether my mom was going through a severe depression at that time. And... Uh, Every time I spoke to her, she was very happy, very chirpy, very, very uh, enthusiastic about coming to back to UK. But back, back, back of her mind, it was a completely different story. So uh, two weeks prior to two weeks, uh, she uh, lied herself uh, in Pakistan. And, and she could not survive because she was 98% burned. And that actually put a big void in our family. Especially, I was in London, uh, in in the in London, and they were in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I had a very less impact in terms of the impact they received in my brothers, because they literally carried her while she was burning. 
So even though the impact was severe uh, on myself, but my focus was towards my, my children or my twins because they arrived in the, in the world. So my focus went straight into there to get them up and running, upbringing about them, about them instead of thinking about my mental health. Yeah. But as, as, as a man, uh, we, can, we carry a lot of things uh, in ourselves. We never articulate how we feel about it. We always think that we are the very strong um, person within ourselves and we are not supposed to show our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. I never show my vulnerability. Even though I was going through with severe uh, setback in myself, in my health, in my relationship, and a lot of other things was going through, but I was keeping my brave face and showing that I'm very strong. I'm very, uh, I'm very complete. I can do this. I can do that. I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. And you intend to show that everything is perfectly fine. Even though you are deep down uh, dying, actually, completely dying yourself. But because of your children, because of your your family, because of your community, you intend to show that everything is fine. And that's what happened to me. And uh, I went through a, a severe uh, depression. And in that case, me and my ex used to fight a lot. Mm-hmm. We never have a proper communication with each other. We always have an argument about money. Even money was coming in. I was a full-time work, I was in a good job, and I was working flexibly. But there was always something, you know, you can't satisfy uh, the, the requirement. And you always feel that even we did not have enough money, we always used to take three holidays a year, mm-hmm. but always put onto a credit card and think, oh, no, make it everybody happy. As the man, you always think that we want to make everybody happy. And that's what I did. I put up a lot of debt on myself. And... I did, I, did I have a support from my, my ex? No, I did not because she always felt that is your responsibility, is your problem, is not my problem. You carry everything. And that's what I felt I was being used and abused. And that's a lot of men take on board all those sort of things. And that's how we become so vulnerable that we give them people our leash into somebody else's hand so they can actually use and abuse us. And that's where I went through in my journey. So when my twins arrived, I went into a cycle of supporting my children, working full time, mm-hmm. coming home, looking after my kids, wake up in the morning, same routine every day. And, and if I tell people that this is what I was doing, then everybody says, so where was your wife? Even though at that time we also had an au pair in the house. You can imagine, I had an au pair, I had a wife, I had a full-time job, I had three kids, but still was not sufficient to make everybody happy. And that's why I went through this journey of how I'm going to look after myself. Luckily, I started to read about, uh, I started to read about things in, in terms of personal development. I started mixing with right people. I created some good uh, decision in terms of my health is more important in terms of how I'm going to survive myself in this life. Because 
as a man, we always think that we can give, give, give. We never had a chance to receive. But then I started to think of myself becoming selfish about myself that I have to look after my body. I have to look after my mental health. I have to look after my emotions. I have to look after myself first. Then I will be able to help my children. Then we will be able to help my, my job. Then I will be able to help others. If I'm not completely congruent with my feelings, how I'm going to support others. Yep. So I started my own journey in terms of going for counseling. I went for my own journey of bringing my own help in terms of going for different careers change and everything in life. So it helps me to draw attention towards if I can help myself, there are thousands and millions of men and women are going through with the same journey, mm-hmm. how they can come out from those sort of things. So for that, what I did actually started working on goal settings, started working on routines, started working on affirmations, started working on mindfulness, started working on things which is important and surround myself with the very positive people because they are the one who is going to uplift you. They are the one who is going to always keep you positive. If you have a sur- five people around you who are positive, they are the one who is going to lift you up, not the negative one. So I started to run away from those people who are negative. And that's why um, after 17 years of my marriage broke down, and and when she asked me for divorce, I happily said yes, because I knew I was the one who was the one who was suffering from this whole scenario. Yeah. And that's why I said, say, yeah, go for it. You know, I don't want anything. Take it. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I learned that there are a lot of things which during that marriage uh, did not fulfill my requirement was that there were nobody to listen nobody to hear and at that time i was looking for i was craving for avenues where i can go and articulate myself and say listen i'm suffering i'm drowning myself help me is there somebody who can hold my hand to pull me out from the from the from the river i'm drowning myself i'm drowning in the lake and nobody was there and that's why when i when my marriage broke down when i gone through with this whole journey i decided to help a lot of people I, I worked with youths, I run the charity, I help a lot of uh, individuals in terms of going through with their own journeys. And that was become my service to the humanity in terms of how can I get people out from that sort of a darkness. And that helped me to grow myself as well. And that's what I do. Yeah, there's no support for men, is there? Do you feel that this um, is getting better or changing in any way? It is getting better. There are a lot of uh, meetups for men. There are a lot of Facebook uh, uh, Facebook uh, groups for men now, mm-hmm. which is dedicated to men's health. People who are going through with the divorce, they want to jump into those groups and ask for help. Mm-hmm. So people who come onto that group will come for support that I'm going through with this uh, divorce. How can I get and help regards to my mental ability to think what she's asking for, how I'm going to protect myself and my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can I get myself in a right situation where I'm not going to be completely uh, 
wasted of all my life when I was supported entire house, entire thing. And we, as, as a human being, we go through with this journey of saying that, okay, we worked hard for this property or this, this place and everything. Mm-hmm. But who in, we both invested a lot of money and time and effort and everything. But where is men get a support from, from the other outside world? Because mainly all the women will get all the support. Men are yeah. even said, okay, you are the one who abused it. You are the one who never looked after it. You are the one who never paid anything. But that's not the truth. That's not the truth. So that's where I help a lot of people and like to listen to people. And the, the skill which I learned a lot in this whole journey was the listening skill. Mm-hmm. As a man, we always been told that we are fixers. Mm-hmm. We are not good listeners. And that's what I would like to teach a lot of couples that we have to have a listening skill better than anything else. Because what happens is majority of time, a woman or a man only wants to talk. Only somebody needs to listen. It's not about me going to fix your problem because I, first of all, I haven't got a clue what is going on in your head. And I can't fix all your problem. I can listen and empathize with you, but I won't be able to solve the problem. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's what I learned during that phase. And that's what I'm teaching right now. The biggest asset a person can have is the listening skill. Mm-hmm. Is a listening skill. And that's what we, but that's what everybody should started engaging in themselves. Absolutely. What women want, what women want is somebody to listen, somebody listen to her. If I listen to her and I will not jump in trying to fix her problems, she will be happy. Mm-hmm. She will be your, she will be your uh, uh, completely, she will give it to you, whatever you want, because you listen to her. If you're going to start solving her problems, she says, <laughs> I know how to solve the problems. If I wanted to solve the problem, I would have solved it. I just want somebody to listen. That's why a lot of women have a lot of women have friends who are there to listen to them. They never interject to solve the problem because this is, well, she can solve the problem easily, but some, she wants to take her, empty her chest. And men does not do it. You have a problem at work. What you do? You go to the pub. Mm-hmm. couple of drinks, suppress it. Next morning, every day you do the same thing. You are suppressing it. You don't talk to anybody. What is the result of that? You become suicidal. You become burnout. You become completely irritated to irritate everybody around you. And nobody wants to talk to you. And you seclude yourself from a lot of people. Yeah. And that's what is happening in our, our human, our man's life. And because they feel, oh, I'm a macho, I'm a really strong man, but deep down, you are completely wrecked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what point did you like go and see the doctor and get diagnosed with depression? What happened? What happened there? So, no, what happened is I was... I went to the doctor because my mom did a suicide and I was going through a lot of problems within my, my life and my family with my wife and everything. And mm-hmm. I was always being pinpointed because of your family, because of your mother did a suicide, your family does have depression in them. So you, you better go and check it out. 
to the to the GP. So I went to the GP and GP, I spoke to the GP and GP says, well, oh yeah, your mom did a suicide. It could be related to something she did not diagnose properly. She just handed me the Prozac, handed me the Prozac in my hand. And then, say, and then she said to me, go to this place where you will get counseling. And that's yeah. it. But I did not take any Prozac because I did not believe in taking a medical medicine to help me because I had, I had my faith. I had my upbringing was completely different. We always spoke to people who are within our community who are in a very good state of mind. And they're giving me some guidelines or they're giving me some inspiration, aspiration to get involved within the voluntary sector where I get myself in it. And that's what happened. I started going into voluntary services, helping others to be part of that positive vibe around me, mm -hmm. to help me to understand what is more important in life. Okay, we all... In every every time you spoke to anybody who's in a in a position, they will says help others, help others. That's what we do. But yeah. nobody says help yourself first, then help others. In the in the aeroplane, in the time of emergency, when the the mask comes out, yeah. what they say, put your mask first. Absolutely. And then you put the mask on your child. So help yourself first, <clears throat> then you start helping others. Mm -hmm. that's that's the key fundamental happen and as the doctor said i need to start project i said i'm not going to take project but i started doing other things as i moved into going for my own counseling learning about counseling mm -hmm. i was being given counseling during that period i started to rejuvenate myself i started to read about a lot of good things i started to connect with a lot of other people and that helps me that helps me to understand that majority of time, a person only wants to speak or empty themselves out to somebody else. You don't have to be a friend. You have to be a somebody unknown. You just have to open up and just say it, what you want to talk about it. Because yeah. you constantly churning your head around, which create more problems because, because that create a lot of uh, undecisive commitment or undecisive decision you make because if you are completely stressed out if you're completely in that sort of a mind what you're going to do you're going to make wrong decisions you're going to do wrong uh, decision at work at home your communication will be completely tarnished your listening skill going to be tarnished because you're not going to communicate correctly you are always going to be go through with that sort of issues in life so you're gonna be to stop Sorry, you're going to be projecting, you know, your issues where you got going on in your head out onto the yes. the world. Yes, yes, and you will be the one who is going to become a victim mm -hmm. in in your own eyes. You will say, yeah, everybody don't, nobody likes me, nobody appreciate me, nobody care about me, and you always think that way because you become the victim of your own self, and that's how you become more depressive in that mm -hmm. because the perspective of outside world, you know, when you start looking at the mirror, mirror is completely clean, but you don't see it because it's so got so much debris on it because that's actually your own debris. You have to start cleaning that mirror. Then you will be able to see the real person who you are because we intend to stop ourselves 
we never acknowledge our own success. We always think, I'm not worthy of this. I am worthless. I am not, I'm not handsome or I'm not beautiful because we intend to completely shut down ourselves because nobody likes, why should we like, why should I like myself? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we've been in debt with a lot of things in our head from outside world. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started to learn about affirmation. I started loving myself. And I started thinking about my, my childhood, how my, world, how my my upbringing was. Even though I was molested when I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. but that went under the, under the carpet. I did not talk about it more of the time because that, that scenario was completely changed my perspective of life as well when I spoke about. And, and then I took over a responsibility of my, my, my family my brothers, and that's how I started rejuvenating myself, restarted thinking in a positive perspective as how life has to change. If it can change for me, and how can I change for others? Mm-hmm. That was the pinnacle of my journey in that basis. So when I started doing a lot of voluntary services in, the, in life and helping a lot of youth, I started doing a lot of voluntary services in the schools, went to see a lot of uh, um, teenagers, where we started giving them uh, counseling, we started giving them a uh, workshop on CV writing, in- interview skills. So that was part of the journey as well, which helped me develop myself, creating that confidence, also giving service to others. That helped me to have this understanding that we are all have special talent within us, mm-hmm. is the one who can understand that how you can take the talent out and show the world that you are capable of doing a lot of things. You can do a lot of things. If you can put your mind to it, there is a very good uh, a saying from Napoleon Hill. If you, uh, if you, if, uh, uh, let me think about it. Just, uh, it's not coming to my mind now. If you can, if you can conceive it, if your mind can conceive it, and if you, uh, it's something, Along, along that line. So yeah, Wayne, to... yeah, Wayne Dyer wrote a book called um, You'll See It When You Believe It. Yeah, correct. If you believe it's possible, then you can make yes. it happen. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay, so um, you started focusing on the positives. So, mm. um, you know... You probably know about the reticular activating system. So when you focus on more positive things, you start to notice more and more positive stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. would, would that be something that you'd recommend people who are experiencing depression to do? What would you? I would suggest people who are going through with this uh, depression, I would suggest them to go out in the sort of uh, uh, field. In, mm-hmm. in the garden, uh, spare some time in the park, mm-hmm. uh, do some mindfulness, have a connection with somebody who is positive around them. Because if you have a positive person around you, you will be uplifted. You will have this tenacity to uh, talk to them, open up with them. Um, get involved yourself into voluntary services. Is it only for an hour or two hours? You need to be, because we are social animals. We humans are social animals. If you are not around people, 
you always think that nobody cares about me, nobody loves me, nobody have a, uh, any connection with me. It all starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you want to be around people, you need to be around people. You can't just say that something is going to fall from the sky. You need to make some effort. Yeah. yeah. If you think that, okay, social services has to do something about it, social services will do something. They will put some interaction with you. But if you're not going to give in for, uh, to them something back, they will say that this person is not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not interested. So my suggestion would be just to go out mm-hmm. and started to think in this way that life is full of, uh, full of adventure. Yeah, setbacks yeah. comes in our life. There comes in our life because we have to overcome those setbacks with something amazing going to happen in the life because there has to believe to have to have a belief in yourself. And this all comes together when you are surrounding yourself with good people. If you are surrounding yourself for yourself who is already in that spiral of going down, you will not going to come out from that spiral. You need to connect with people who will lift you up. That's why I will say you only need five people around you who will uplift you. You do not need 100 people around you. You just need five people who will say, I will call you, Mark, Mark, uh, this is Sam. You know, I'm actually really not feeling really well. And you say, okay, Sam, what's happening? Come on, talk to me. Mm-hmm. If you believe in your trust, you're going to open up and you're going to say, listen, I'm feeling really terrible today. And I don't want, actually, I'm feeling that I'm not going to be alive this morning. Mm-hmm. And you are the one who says, Sam, you can't do that. You know, you remember those things, you started thinking about all those positive things for that person to take them out from there. That person only needed somebody to listen. And that's what is happening a lot of the time. People do not listen. People do not have time. I used to work in central London and I remember my life was like a, a robotic life. I used to wake up in the morning, used to get ready for my children. I get my children ready. I used to rush to go to the... Um, train station standing in the train station waiting for the train you will not see a single person smile a person everybody is their head down on the phone or they are completely somewhere else you go into the tube then tube is the worst uh, then you go into tube where, where you also have the similar experience nobody has time to look at you nobody has time to see what's happening around them yeah and that becomes like a vicious cycle for a lot of people. And I was so much engrossed in this journey in the tube. Like I remember very distinctly that which gate is going to open to the stair. Mm -hmm. What time my train, as a timetable, everybody knew about the timetable, but I knew if I will miss my train, then what time the next train will come. But if I'm going to miss (laughs) a single minute, Mm-hmm. what's going to happen and that's how we become a robotic and no, we do not have that smile on our face we do not have that uh, purity on our face we are so much engrossed that our job or our life has become like a red race mm-hmm. it's become a red race and we for completely forgotten that we are human beings we are supposed to be happy but because we are trying to make our bosses happy our employers happy we forgot that we have supposed to be happy as well. You work so tirelessly all your day and night and you can't satisfy and 
your your boss and then you come home you feel that you do not have energy to spend time with your children you do not have spend time with your wife the only conversation is my day is rubbish i do not enjoy my work or i do not have fantastic job or uh, but you never listen to your wife how was her day was mm-hmm. absolutely okay so where would you recommend people you know go to find more positive people and what sort of volunteer work did you do yes i do volunteer work within the school settings as a mentor mm-hmm. so i mentor students school students uh, age between uh, uh, 14 to 17 Mm-hmm. or uh, i also do volunteer services within the community where i help uh, deliver some uh, workshop to seniors mm-hmm. uh, and if people wanted to work within the settings like charity shops if they want to interact with people with the customers mm-hmm. that's also another area where people can do a lot of uh, charities always looking for people to go and learn some new skills as well Mm-hmm. so you can open your doors from those areas as well excellent mhm okay excellent so um where can people find you have you got a website how do people get in touch with you so the best place to find me is on linkedin mhm so people can contact me on linkedin my my all my social media uh, connections is called uh, coach sam uk Mm-hmm. so they can find me on linkedin which coach sam uk on uh, twitter on uh, facebook on instagram these are all my social media and they are all set to coach sam uk excellent okay thank you very much it was a pleasure thank you very much for your time.